You can't get nine women pregnant and expect to have a baby in a month. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Kurt and Dylan. And this is the first uh, week of the break. And some crazy stuff is already starting to happen, namely with Alpine. But before we get into that, I kind of want to talk about the elephant in the room. If you listen to the last couple of podcasts, you notice that we've had a few technical difficulties uh, with Dylan's mic. Apparently, it's got the yeah, re- my my audio my mic died on me, so I'm currently working through getting a new one. So you'll have to forgive us as we try out MacBook microphones and AirPods <laughs> and figure out what makes for the better audio. <laughs> I, I think we've got to figure it out this time. But your microphone <laughs> has the reliability of a Ferrari power unit. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, That's a good one. <laughs> but so today we wanted to hop on mm-hmm. and talk about kind of this big Alpine shakeup. You know, I'm calling it the French Revolution because these guys have basically we'll go over the timeline. They've gotten rid of a lot of the top brass at the team. So that's all swapped and, out. And the top brass doesn't seem too happy about it, which no. is super interesting. Like Otmar's comments and everything seemed not uh, like this wasn't a nice breakup. Right. Yeah. And we've been looking at Ferrari as far as, you know, having a lot of toxicity inside the team but the whole time alpine oh my god they've just been melting down so we're gonna talk I'm about excited that. to hear what you figured out about all that I've, I've got some room or some uh some theories um and then also i want to talk about or we want to talk about the uh comments that sir lewis hamilton has recently made about uh him and mr max being in equal machinery which i think is super interesting oh yeah i'm excited to get into that one and him just kind of hating on checo which he's technically He's done in the past. This isn't his first go around. He that. is. Checo is just becoming a punching bag <laughs> from, yeah. from everybody right yeah, now. Yes. All right. So Alpine, though, man, what a shock going into last weekend. We had the sprint race and basically right after the sprint or sometime on Saturday, the rumors started flying around. And then the confirmation came out that Otmar and the team principal and a couple other people were going to be leaving the team after the weekend was over, like basically going yeah. into the weekend. They're gonna was gonna be their last weekend with the team. Crazy. And I mean, there's the entire entire head shed. It was Otmar team principal. It was the technical race director. It was the um who's the other guy? Pat Fry. Um, Pat Fry. Like it wasn't just one or two dudes. It was your entire the head of the snake got cut off. All right. And the one guy, Alan, I think Alan is the name. Alan Permain, the sporting director, had been at that team for 34 years. He's been there since Yeesh. 1989. He built an entire career around this team. And they're just like, bye-bye. Deuces. <laughs> Au revoir, as they would say. <laughs> but so I want to look into, I, I, I broke down some notes just from the last 18 months at Alpine and what's gone on there, right? So 18 Let's months ago, starting in January of 2022, you had a couple things happen. So January 2022, you had a guy, the executive director. His name is, I think it's Marcin Budkowski. He's Polish. I don't know how you pronounce his first name. Um, no, good luck. So, yeah, right. So he was gone. He got fired January of 22. Also, January of 22, Alain Prost, who former Formula One driver, four-time world champion. He was the special advisor for the team. That same month, he left the team and not in an amicable way. Amicable way. This was yeah. a completely bad breakup and to this day, he's still very critical of the management, especially Laurent Rossi. Um, Which is, that's, you know, I think everyone's way more familiar with Nicky Lauda being in the Mercedes garage. 
help uh, advise Toto Wolf and, and all of the Mercedes team. Like, I don't know how many people were aware that Prost was doing the same thing for Reynolds slash Alpine. Um, that's kind of a big name. That's a big deal to have one of the greatest F1 drivers of all time leave non-amicably <laughs> and very kind of spitefully of what's going on over there. Yeah. It's like, that says something. It does. It gives you a little inkling that, you know, something inside is is churning and not looking good. All right. So you had those two guys leave in January of 22. February of 22, we had Otmar join as the team principal. He came from Aston Martin as team principal and went mm-hmm. to uh, Alpine. So he joined. So then August 1st of last year, right the first day of the summer break, you have Alonzo announcing that he's leaving. So he's like, hey, I'm gone. They thought they had this, you know, great for two two time world champion driver, he says no, he's leaving the team. The next day is when they put out the tweet congratulating Oscar Piastri of being on their team, and Oscar immediately tweets back that no, that's not the case. So day, yeah. in two days, they find out that they're not only losing Alonso, but now they're losing Oscar Piastri, who's this upstart. A lot of people look at as being the future of Formula One potentially, and they both leave within two days. Then this year, July 22nd, Laurent Rossi is announced that he's no longer the CEO. He's been pushed aside to another role. This was a month or a couple months after he went on the attack in Miami, calling the entire team amateurish and saying that it's all on Otmar's shoulders, basically. So he's out. And then two or a week later, you find out that we're losing Otmar, the team principal, Permain, who was, again, the sporting director, and then Pat Fry, the technical director, is also going to leave and go to Williams. All this happened within 18 months. If you look at the top nine positions of the team in the past five years, none of them are the same. They've all swapped out. There's zero continuity at the top of that team, which is wild to me. It's, it is. It's, it's, uh, when you look at, you've got two drivers that also have a whole lot burning under the surface and a borderline you know, nemesis mentality of your teammate. Um, the team's not doing well. They're, you know, what, fifth or sixth in the Constructors' Championship right now? Um, yeah, not not looking too hot over there for the French team. <laughs> yeah, and if you look at kind of their trajectory over the past five years, they've had some moments where they're kind of starting, seemed like they're getting it together. When they brought Danny Ricardo in, he was going to be like their guy that they're going to build the team around. Yep. He had a slow first year, but the second year, by all accounts, they were making progress. Um, that's when Cyril beat a ball was still the team principal. And then, you know, when Danny and Cyril left, was as French as French could be, like, <laughs> I remember was when, kind of they, awesome, though. when Danny left, how mad Cyril was. He like was in that interview and he was like, I'm an emotional man. I'm passionate about this. We had a plan. He was mad about Danny. Cyril was pissed. And, you know, when Danny left, I I think myself included, but I think a lot of people probably thought that, oh, he's just chasing the next shiny thing or they, you know, McLaren offered him a big check. But looking back at the history of everything, I'm thinking Danny probably saw something within that team as well where he was like, I got to get out of here. You know, it's not going to go well. And then Zach Brown is like, hey, you know, come on, which Zach Brown is another thing that a random thought I had. Zach Brown is kind of like the girl's best friend like when the boyfriend's messing up and she needs the yeah. shoulder to cry on zach brown's like oh come talk to me and as soon as he sees it in he's gonna swoop in and take her he did it with danny and then he turned around and did it with oscar 
You gotta watch out for you're that. not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, but, it's and I'm not an Otmar fan at all. He's I imagine him like wanting to have therapy sessions with everybody on a regular basis and that that will work everything out like but not like with an external therapist like he is the therapizer and come join you know <laughs> classical music's playing his incense lit he's like come into my office please sit on my couch let's talk like it, it's just not a business leadership personality that you would expect i was cracking up at his comment though he said uh you can't get nine women pregnant and expect to have a baby in a month. Um, which kind of makes me, that was his comment about getting let released. The only thing I can really think about is that he had his, you know, everybody's got a five year plan. And I wonder if he feels like he's getting shafted because they're not further along in the plan at this time period. And that's why he thinks he's getting let go. Maybe he thinks it's for performance reasons and he hasn't been given enough time, but just a hilarious analogy. I don't really like, <laughs> I, I never would have thought to say anything remotely close to that, but that's, <laughs> that is interesting. You say that because he was just on a podcast. I think uh, formula one has a podcast and he was on there recently. And uh, this was just before the Miami whole or or no, right after the whole thing went down at Miami and Laurent Rossi went on the offensive. And basically he was saying that Laurent Rossi had this 100-race plan to get the team to be fighting for wins, kind of like Aston Martin has a five-year plan. Yeah. Um, and Otmar was kind of, it kind of showed the rift, right? Because Otmar was like, it's unrealistic. We're not going to meet that 100-race plan. And furthermore, we don't even know when that 100-race started. Are we on race 30 or are we on race zero? And he was like yeah. button heads with Laurent Rossi about that. So there was a, a kind of two camps, it seems like, inside the team. One of them that was on Laurent Rossi's side and the other one that was on Otmar's side. And it seems like, you know, they're both kind of feeling the effects and getting let go now. Um, yeah, but it is just crazy. Uh, but also, here's another thing. Here's what I was looking at earlier as I wanted to, my theory. I was looking at other teams that have been successful in Formula One and the structure of those teams. And so mm -hmm. I was looking at Mercedes and Red Bull specifically. Um, Mercedes, you've got Total Wolf leading Mercedes. And Total Wolf is the team principal. He's the CEO. He's the partial owner. Like the buck stops with Toto. Toto does not yeah. answer. He owns 33% of that team. Exactly. So Toto is the one driving that ship. You look at Red Bull, you've got Christian Horner. He's the team principal. Basically, you know, he, he does have. Um, uh, helmet Marco, but by all accounts, Christian Horner has the majority of the authority and the say on the day to day operations of that team. Um, and yeah. weirdly, also seems to have a lot of influence on Alpha Tower, even though he's not technically the boss. I don't know what's it's, going on there, but um, I think it's just more of a bit his business style. I think he takes responsibility and drives the team hard forward, and Alpha Tower being the the little sister. Um, I think that he kind of exerts authority over it because he puts that in the, how do I build Red Bull? Well, I need my little sister yeah. team to be doing its thing too. Um, but his personality, his and Toto's and Lawrence Stroll's, you know, are all very hard driving personalities. Yep, for sure. And then, so looking at those, how you have like the main guy that's in charge and those are the two most dominant teams over the past 
you know, since the mid 2010s, basically, or mm-hmm. even before that. Um, and then you look at Alpine's structure. And so they just also instituted uh, Bruno Fannin, I think his last name is, as the VP of Motors. So now that you get the team principal, whoever the team principal is going to be, he now has two or three layers of people above him that he's got to answer. Three layers. He's got to answer to this VP of, of Motorsports, which is Bruno. He's got to answer to the new CEO. And then the new CEO also has the Renault CEO above him. So he's got three yep. layers that he's got. And so he's kind of like his hands are kind of tied. He does he can't make his own decisions. And so just look like at those Cowboys teams, of Formula One. Ooh. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> so, that's I mean, true. I I, you can't have I, a head coach that's answering to Jerry Jones, who's also the GM who makes the decision that shouldn't be, you know, it's just not a not a healthy relationship. Exactly. And also those other teams, they've built their teams around a driver. You had Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton. You know, everybody knew that he was the boss or the number one. Valtteri was number two. You got Red Bull. You've got Max Verstappen and Checo. Clear number one, number two. Who's the number mm-hmm. one driver at Alpine? <laughs> I, I mean, I I think Ocon probably thinks it's him, but I, I don't know. Uh, I bet Gasly no... thinks it's him, too. Exactly. Like, I bet Gasly thinks it's himself. <laughs> yeah. There's no clear number one driver. Like, maybe the team thought it was going to be Alonzo or, you know, potentially sure they around did. Oscar. So, yeah, I don't know, um, man. It's just not not a bright future for Alpine. So what do we think about, I saw the rumor mill that Mattia Bonato was on the short list for coming in as team principal. I've seen that too. And apparently there's also been uh, speculation that Bonato was asked about that. And apparently he has some reservations because he wants to be, he wants more authority than Alpine is willing to give with those three layers above him. Um, yeah. But I mean, who knows? Uh, I think it would be interesting to see Mattia Bonato come back in the in the sport. Um, It'd be interesting because he left with with such a bad taste. Like I, I at the time had associated Ferrari's lack of strategy, lack of leadership, and just general getting screwed up on Bonato. Bonato, you know, left the sport with Ferrari having a fast car or not even a fast car, right? 2020, it was horrible. I mean, terrible. What were they like? P6 in the constructors? Like it was not, but good. they were going to, they were going to turn it all around and they did somewhat, but then the strategy was all terrible and the power unit wasn't and everyone kind of laid it at the feet of Bonato and then Bonato getting fired and Fred Vasseur coming in kind of left it at, was it Bonato's fault? Now that Fred Vasseur is having all of the same issues and Ferrari's taken by all accounts a step backwards from last year, it's like, well, maybe it wasn't Bonato's fault, but it'd be interesting for him to come back into the sport and maybe clear some of his name. I don't know if he even cares. He's busy driving a little Volkswagen with Gunther through the Italian (laughs) countryside. Um, I don't but, know. With the whole uh, Otmar, I, I'll use Otmar's analogy here for Fred Vasseur. You can't get nine women pregnant and expect the baby in a month. So maybe it takes some time. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to use that in my everyday life now. Nonchalantly <laughs> throw that. Did <laughs> deadpan middle of a conversation with someone? <laughs> See who's like what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, 
Well, that'll be fun. I'm excited. I mean, they're going to have to figure something out here in the next couple of weeks. They can't go back into the racing season without a technical director, a racing principal, or team principal, <laughs> a sporting director. Like, kind of need to start hiring some folks. So yeah, we should have will. more coming out soon. This this whole thing, I feel bad for, strangely enough, Pierre Gasly. Because he just got there, and now he's just caught in the middle of all this. It's like just burning around him. It's like, oh, my God. And, oh, here's another another tidbit of information. They might lose a lot of money for this, too, because BWT, their main title sponsor, came with Otmar. So I wonder yep. what kind of, like, behind-the-scenes, like, you know, handshake deals they made before this to keep BWT on, or if we're going to see him come back without that sponsor on the car. It'll be interesting, because that was oh, a title sponsor. It, it was. They held their car was pink for the first three races. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with Alpine. Um, it's going to be entertaining to watch regardless. Uh, but yep. <laughs> what about this uh, comment that you sent me the other day, which is pretty hilarious, in my opinion, of uh, Lewis Hamilton essentially call it, firing shots at Checo Perez. Okay, so Lewis, I'm, I'm quoting Lewis here, so we're not skewing it in any way. Lewis said, do I want to be as fast as him, meaning Verstappen? Of course. Would I like to have a, a car as fast as him? Of course. If I was in Sergio's car, Max would not be having the same time he's having now. <laughs> and I 100% agree. Oh, I, I definitely agree, too. Um, I think that we need to give the people what they want <laughs> and get Christian Horner on the phone and get him in that car. I know it would never happen. Can but you imagine? I mean, we think oh. Ocon and Gasly have something boiling under the sur surface. Can you imagine Max and Lewis on the same team? It would get ugly. It would, but Lewis, he, he wants a one last hurrah. And Max is so freaking bored. He's picking fights with his race engineer. So he's probably <laughs> like, okay, bring it on. Give me something to do. Man, that would be so interesting. All right, so here's the question. Over the course of a season, who do you think would win out? Do you think Lewis could bring it to him? I think right now it would be Max. Um, yeah. I, I think it'd be close. I don't think it'd be a runaway by any means. I think the level of confidence that Max has in that car right now is just non-surpassable. I think he's got a perfect storm of a car that's built for him, by him, that he's been winning in, that he has a crazy amount of confidence in. Like It's hard to think that someone else can come in. Max and Luce's driving styles are so different. Like, I don't, I think Max would still win it out. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Max has become one, I think, with that car at this point. And I don't think that anybody else can come in there and challenge him. Lewis, would, I'm, I'm sure Lewis would put up more of a fight than Checo. He wouldn't be oh, yeah. necessarily 20 seconds behind. But I don't think there's anybody that's going to come in and beat Max right now. Now, if you take Max out uh, of that car and put him in the Mercedes, there might be more of a learning curve. But I bet yep. I, I, Max would probably figure it out. I mean, give him a couple races, he'll figure it out, and then they'll be fighting each other. So he's just, which would be for amazing. Me, I also just want to oh, point out, be. though, the shots fired at Checo. Like, I remember a couple of years ago is when Checo was at Racing Point. Um, Lewis made it like Checo. I don't remember the circumstances, but Checo was catching someone. And Lewis, after the race, was like, man, you must be driving slow as Checo's catching you. And he kind of <laughs> laughed about it. But, like, he has made comments about Checo before. Very, like, backhanded, you know, 
I, I don't think Lewis is the biggest, thinks the highest of Checo. And so it doesn't surprise me that again, he's kind of throwing just slime and remarks where everyone's going to pay attention to be like, Oh, Lewis versus Max. That'd be awesome. But I'm like, man, Lewis beats on Checo a <laughs> lot. <laughs> I want to see Max stand up for him and be like, Hey, don't talk about my Checo like that. <laughs> I don't talk <laughs> I about your number happen. two. Don't talk about my number two. But yeah, Max is I, over there. You're right. Yeah. Right. It, it's kind of interesting. It makes me kind of think and, and like just ponder and like, I wonder what drivers have like, the, the biggest rivalries with other drivers or like the biggest dislike. Cause I, I know there's plenty mm -hmm. of them. They don't all get along. Like, yeah, we no. saw them all at the dinner for Seb's, you know, going away, but there's drivers that don't get along. And I'd like to see more of that. Do you remember? I've seen it a whole bunch. Do you remember that, uh, that video where they're having a driver's meeting and Roman Grosjean called out Lewis for taking his seatbelt off after the checkered flag. And he was like, yo, <laughs> like, called him out and made he, it was when Seb was still with Ferrari and uh, you know Lewis made a comment just messing with Seb which he kind of laughed about it's like I think they have a good relationship and are just messing with each other but I don't think Roman Grosjean like his comment was kind of like yo snitch like, what are you doing back there <laughs> I'm not sure if many people had a high opinion of Roman Grosjean <laughs> when he was driving no, no didn't seem uh -huh. like it he definitely kind of went out in a ball fire. Oh my god! Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that note, this will be our this is our last episode before we get canceled. So, <laughs> if you like this podcast, <laughs> if you like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review. <laughs> Share it with a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i'm starting to sweat now jesus oh <laughs> man all right well i think <laughs> i think that's good <laughs> on that note <laughs> on that note right um so again first first week of the summer break we've got a ton of more content coming up as the weeks go on and i'm sure we're gonna or the week go or the month goes on whatever you got me all flustered now um, <laughs> things are heating up i know right as always though <laughs> jesus <laughs> holy shit all right let's just, let's just go just come back next week we'll be back the podcast just like ran into a wall if you will <laughs> i'm turning it off goodbye <laughs> stay classy america see you next time <laughs> i can keep the dad jokes coming